Episode three of oh fuck four episode four of our run of Cowboy Bebop with the hilarious in town for a week. Jake Flores is here. What's up? What the fuckers? <laughs> I tried to start this podcast with a bit where I like just used other podcast catchphrases and ran out of those very quickly. It's mostly <laughs> just that one. Yeah, there's a handful. There's like there was a there's a few fucking like Joe Rogan or whatever, but I ran out of them. What does Joe immensely. Rogan say? Uh, well, the thing this the podcast starts with like this fl- clip of like train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night. <laughs> Remember me and you say shit all the time. People who listen to that for fun. No, have just have Joe Rogan yell at them about it's not him. Somebody else persevering. Is this not him doing his own podcast? It's, it's, it's train by weird. day, and now Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, who's me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we could jump right into it because, as we said in the previous episode, we're <clears throat> marathon recording these, so nothing's happened since the last episode. Us. I have one last comic standing, and I just want to thank all my supporters. <laughs> uh, I'll be in Alaska tomorrow. Uh, this is all all lies. All lies. So we can just jump into episode 10. Okay. Uh, ep- or session 10. I'll get that eventually. Probably not. Get it right. Session 10. Ma! Yell, Ma. <laughs> More granola bars, Ma. <laughs> session 10, or Ganymede Elegy. Ganymede Elegy. An elegy is a funeral song. Uh, which means this will be a sad episode. This is kind of a run. These three episodes are all more dramatic than. There's not a lot of goofiness, uh, except for the fact that this episode opens with uh, Ed ostensibly torturing a prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a guy, so they've caught a bounty. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be sort of the model of how they are able to survive. The episode will start with like them catching some unknown doesn't matter bounty. I think what's kind of They're implied... They're going to live on that, and then the rest of the episode will be them doing some crazy shit that they don't get paid for. Yeah, I think what's kind of implied is that, um, like, they do win sometimes, but, like, we don't... It's in, it's in between the episodes. We right. don't see that, because that's not the story yeah, of this, yeah. these people, you know? Exactly. Because, uh, I mean, there are, like... Um, you know, there's that episode where Spike flies out of that window and he's in a full body cast. And the next episode, yeah. he's fine. I don't think it's because it's the next next day. Hey, it's just, yeah, there's it's some like, time. With, we don't know about the time jumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so this guy's tied up on the ship and Ed's, like, acting like a dog around him. And then he, she starts biting him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking Ed's <laughs> it weird. so weird. Um, this bounty, the guy they caught, is named Baker Poncherero, <laughs> which is the last names of the characters from Chips. Baker and Ponch. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah, this guy is pulling from some fucking deep wells. <laughs> yeah. Deep wells that no one really asked for either. Uh, nobody really... Who's going to see yeah, that? Yeah, who's pulling that? Nobody's <laughs> pulling that without fucking Googling it, right? Yeah. Uh, but we this very quickly uh, turns to what is going to be obviously a uh, a Jet backstory episode. Yeah. Uh, we get some goofy fucking noir flashback Quick uh, shots of him and a girl and a thing and a whatever. Right. So reminiscent f- of Spike's initial montage. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Jet gets to be emo here. 
Jack has to be very uh, emo here. Yeah. He is... Uh, he, he he so he's getting permission to land on this planet. It's obviously his home satellite or whatever they yeah. call it. He's from Ganymede, which is a uh, a moon off of Jupiter that for a long time people have speculated uh, could like hold oxygen it's and water life. and shit. Yeah. So in this reality, they've done it, and that's where the sea rats come from. It's like this watery kind of planet. Uh, <clears throat> we get a fl- he the person who's supposed to give him permission to land is another cop. He recognizes him because from his days as a cop, they're old buddies. How you been? Haven't seen you forever. Uh, he mentions a girl named Elisa, and that's clearly what this episode is going to be. It's him coming to see his long-lost love, Elisa. Right. His ex, uh, he has a pocket watch. Oh, uh, that stopped it's, ticking. Yeah. It's like the most emo it, fucking horseshit. It's also just too literal of a metaphor. Yeah, man. it's like, fucking right on the nose. We get it, you know. Uh, he tracks down Elisa. Uh, there's, there's a thing in this episode particularly... Uh, and then a couple of them where it's like, I fucking see re- like it coming, obviously. Like, uh, so he goes to find Elisa, and there, uh, so Elisa owns a rest, a bar on the outskirts of town or whatever. He meets Elisa's boyfriend, uh, Rint or whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, I want to talk about this guy's name. We'll talk about Rint in a second. Uh, the second you meet Rint, I'm like, oh, he's going to be the bounty they're chasing. Just, he doesn't. He barely has a line. He's just sitting at the bar, sweating and like looking <laughs> nervous. And I'm like, oh, well, that's going to be the guy they end up being after. And lo and behold, well, of course it is. Yeah, I mean, I kind of took that as like as the viewer, you're supposed to catch that kind of before uh, Jet does because Jet's so distracted by his fucking old lady, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, it's super obvious. I also really like how much like how torn up this guy is over having killed somebody because it kind of goes back to that like. Uh, you know the fact that there's a ton of death in the show, but then when it's like the main character or something is treated seriously, it's fucking real. Yeah, they can kind of pick when they want to do that, and that's uh, yeah. Rent is uh, on the run because he got into uh, a fight with a guy who was like a loan shark and ended up killing him, shooting him. Yeah, because uh, gu- he got the guy's gun and shot him. The guy attacked Elisa, who is his girlfriend. Right. It turns out that Elisa borrowed money from this fucking loan shark. Uh. And, like, Rent was defending her or whatever. Because yeah. she says at some point, like, it's all my fault. If you should never... I should never let you got involved with this guy in the first place or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because cause Jet goes there. All right, so Jet goes to see her. And Jet is an old-timey sexist asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, immediately, she's like, you know, it's not a lot of... Sh- like, I'm packing up. This is my last... You're my last customer. I'm, I'm closing up shop. I'm going to move to another city. Uh you know, there's just not a, ships don't come through here like they used to. And he's like, "Oh, did you get in over your head with a mortgage? I know your girl brain ain't good at math. Like it's fucking ridiculous." Yeah, but that's what this episode is about. A thousand percent about him being an old fucking overbearing douchebag. He's is a why cop. She left in the first place. He's a cop and he's an old man, and yeah, he's that. Um, I wanted, did want to talk about Rent's name. I'm looking at it on paper now, and it's with an I, but I thought it was Rent for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Like um, he's, he's named after the musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, the main characters have really cool names. You got Jet Black, Spike Spiegel, yeah. uh, which is I think Spike Jones's real name, mm-hmm. which is weird. Um, Faye Valentine's kind of named after like a famous Japanese character in a thing or whatever. Edwards, whatever. Uh, but in a lot of the thing with a lot of these anime things is that they um, they don't really use Western names or or Japanese names so much as they make up names. Right. So a lot of times you get a, a thing where the guy's name is like Table or some yeah, shit, yeah, and they yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah, realize. Yeah. 
Uh, but I guess it's Rint. Yeah, it's R H I N T or something like I that. I see. All right. Well, that bugged me, but all right. I guess I'll let him um, off the hook. So, yeah, so they're having this whole thing out about their past and what happened, and like he, she's like, "Yeah, there you go, fucking trying to take care of everything again or whatever." And he tells the story of like he puts the watch down. And he's like, "You remember this?" Because it's the pocket watch. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out, and it's in the most emo shit ever that he, he's like he came home from work one day. And there was just this pocket watch and a note with one word that just said, farewell. <laughs> and you were gone. Yeah. Uh, and, like, she just left. And he's like, I couldn't I, – it didn't feel real. But then eventually I knew it was. And he made a promise to himself where if you didn't come back by the time the pocket watch stopped, he would move on and, and move to another planet and start a new life. I kind of hate both I think both is of why them. he left – which is why he stopped being a cop – which is like the mo- you had to leave the planet because your girlfriend left you. Yeah, I like. I think come that, on, man. I think if it was just that, that would be a really fucking bad. Uh, there has story. to. I'm assuming there's more to it that we get eventually. He's missing an arm, dude. There's more. Going yeah, on. I know, but motherfucker, man. <laughs> he says I would leave this planet and start a new life. Yeah, yeah. Which he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is super like over dramatic. You didn't. Nobody died. He just broke up, man. Yeah. Like, get over it. Um, I, yeah, I don't know why that is so... Take it so seriously. I feel like if I knew both of these people in real life, I would hate both of them and not want to be around. Because she left the damn pocket watch. That's a really dramatic thing to do. And uh, Yeah, but within... I guess the, 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 the episode takes on a serious tone, so it kind of makes the story okay. But yeah, just at the, at the base level, this premise is kind of a bummer. It kind of sucks. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then, like, also Spike's a dick again. Uh, we get so Spike while while uh, Jet is having this moment with Elisa. Jet gets a message on the ship from Spike. From our Spike gets a message on the ship from Jet's friend about a bounty, which turns out to be Rint. He knows that it's Elisa's boyfriend, and immediately doesn't give a fuck, and is like, "I don't care how this is going to affect Jet. I'm going to get my million Wulan or whatever." Yeah, and starts going after fucking Rin. Uh Jet has a th- just like a whole. This is a very low key sort of slow episode, honestly. Um, the only action coming in a little bit of a chase at the end, where uh, Spike is chasing Rint down. And Jet shows up and is like, I was a cop here. And I, I was the black dog. And right. if I got my teeth in something, I didn't let go. Because Spike's like, because Jet says, I'm going to take over. Let me take over. I got it from here. And Spike's like, you're just going to let him go. And he's like, I'm not letting anybody go. I don't do that. Right. Uh, black Dog's obviously Led Zeppelin song. And then the Led Zeppelin song is based on Black Dog being a death omen, which is kind of cool. Um, but and uh, there's some lyrics to that song that are kind of like, this episode might be based off of it's uh, all I ask for when I pray something something woman gonna come my way need a woman gonna hold my hand and tell me uh, make me a happy man or some shit um, it kind of references like their relationship dynamic where he's like you know he's this very controlling person and that's why they broke up or whatever um, yeah so we get like a little bit of action uh, when they that thing happens where he's he, you know, he has to pull up and fly up a building or whatever, and then he almost crashes in a jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to see Jet's uh, plane, his jet, Jet's jet or whatever in this uh, episode, which is kind of cool. It's kind of like Y-wingy or whatever. Yeah. It's got a cool grappling hook on it. Um, let's see. There's a 
I had a thing watching this episode. I was like, well, this is a very much similar to the first episode where they're chasing down a couple who are right. on the run. They're trying to leave the planet. There's more, obviously, of a connection to that to Jet because it's his girlfriend or whatever, ex-girlfriend. But it shadows that very much. So watching it, I was like, oh, the fucking Elisa and Rint are going to fucking die here because that's what, exactly what happened to them. They don't. Uh, Jet, like, catches them. They get There's, like, a bit of a showdown with her. Like, just go. You don't need this one. There's plenty of bounty heads you can catch. Uh, and then she goes off on him and says, like, because he's, like, trying to get her, like, you know, I had to take care of you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you were always taking care of me. She says something to the effect of, like, all I ever did was wait for you to come home. I was never my right, own person. Right, 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 yeah. Uh, because you had to control everything, and here you are trying to control everything again. And his thing is like, I'm just a cop doing my job. Just got to do my... <laughs> Do my duty. Yeah, and then he starts walking towards her step at a yeah, time. Yeah, and like she's like shooting cowboy. at her feet or whatever. Yeah. And, but here's the here's the thing that annoys me about Jet. Learns nothing from any of you. <laughs> because he gets, like, she stops, like, fine. She kind of gives up. All right, you're going to take him. He, like, the guy's, like, rinse, like, I don't want to go to jail. Please just let me go. Like, I'll never make it in jail. Yeah. Uh, he pops someone who's, like... Man up or whatever. Essentially, tells him to man up. Like, like, just shoulder this. She'll get through this. Okay, just toughen up. And then he's like, "And you take care of her." Her whole fucking point is that she doesn't need to goddamn be taken right, care of. Jet. Yeah, yeah. She's a fucking adult woman who can handle her own shit. Get it at all? Doesn't get it one bit. His last bit of dialogue is him fucking ignoring everything she has said up until this point. <laughs> to just, I can no longer take care of her, but some man better. Like, <laughs> yeah. a man who, by the way, is on his way to prison. Right. For Murder. If you really think this man needs to take care of this woman, why are you sending him to jail? Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. you just want that bounty, man. Why can't you just admit that? Uh, yeah, I'll be fine with it if that was it. And then at the end of it, he's like, he'll probably get off of the self-defense plea. Well, then what the fuck? What was the whole... You could have just told him that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn himself <laughs> in. You any know? of this was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This episode, the story is kind of kind of sucks. Like it's got it's like a welt old story, but it's just a bad story to begin with. Sure. Um, I really like the direction in this episode because they keep hark- they keep vamping on that uh, that music box song from the previous. Episode, but yeah, yeah, really very cool. much so. Um, and then there's just like all these shots of like uh, ice melting in like glasses of whiskey and shit, which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. really well done. For and like- there's also a thing of like there's a lot of ticking clocks. Yeah. To like. To contrast to his stopped pocket watch, they do it's like just, a, that fucking bird tick. Like you know, it's got one of those like ticking birds that go into the water or whatever. Right, right. That's ticking. Everything's ticking Everything's except ticking. for fucking his clock. And then they keep saying, "Oh, time never stands still." And yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it would it would have been better if they hadn't just pounded it into the ground. The one motif, you know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's an all right episode. It's fine. It doesn't. I was disappointed that this that this is the Jet backstory episode we've gotten so far because it makes Jet seem like a real fucking dick and kind of a bitch. Like, <laughs> oh, here's another really way obviously overdone uh, motif. Uh, her bar is called La Fine, which is the end. The end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we get it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, I think the next episode I like much better. Uh, kind of just a like a, a straightforward uh, sci-fi story. Uh-huh. Oh, with an ending of fucking just goofy weirdness. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, this episode. Like, I was watching this episode going in thinking, okay, we're gonna have to have a lot of action in this episode to make up for the like 
the shows tend to go like sort of had been at least silly serious or serious silly serious silly kind of alternating right uh and then like the heavy action if there's a slow one there's always a heavy action one following it not so much this is also kind of a slow story as well um, i mean it's a flat out obviously it's aliens okay so we're talking session 11 toys, session 11 toys in the attic right uh aerosmith song they sure. go into an attic very obvious uh and it is very right out, clearly alien. Yeah. Uh, I like this episode a lot. This is the sure. first one that I sat down and watched, like, front to back when it when was on TV. And that's why it made me want to go back and rewatch the whole thing or whatever. Um, which is weird because it is, it's essentially a bottle episode. Yeah. Which is. Uh, weird you know, that you don't have to do that in animation. Right. Which the I, whole point of a bottle episode <laughs> is you're saving money on a budget. Yeah. That's, if you don't know what a bottle episode is and you're listening, it's, they used to, when they do, you know, Live TV shows and studios, a bottle episode would be the, the episode where the whole thing takes place in Mr. Cotter's classroom. They never go outside or whatever. Right, right, right. Because it would save money on sets or whatever. But it became a, a trope uh, that people still do regardless of having, having to, needing to save the money, which is super obvious when you're doing an animated show because right. you don't – there's no set. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can draw whatever the fuck you want. But I think that is kind of like uh, – that speaks to what the – show Cowboy Bebop is all about because it's all about repurposing other shit right. and making this weird gumbo out of it. So it's kind of clever, I think, that they did a bottle episode. Sure. It's also kind of a Halloween episode kind of thing almost. There's a bit because there's a monster. Yeah. Um, and it's also uh, really, I think it's fictional. Like it doesn't fit into the other storyline. Like it doesn't really, it's sort of non canonical. Like it doesn't, like yeah. it ends with them dying. Right, it doesn't uh, tell you. I mean, they don't say one way or the other, but they're certainly not conscious. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the episode is they're stuck on the ship. They don't have a job, so there's nothing for them to do. Yeah. They don't have any food. They're all just kind of whatever, uh, sitting around. Fucking Faye is a huge bitch in this episode. She's gambling with Jet when the episode starts, and she takes Jet for everything. <laughs> this, this fucking scene is so funny to me. She, they're playing <laughs> some weird Japanese dice game where like they roll dice under a cup, and then you have to guess if it's going to be even or odd. Yeah. Uh, Jet loses, and obviously has been losing uh, all his stuff. He doesn't have any money, so he's giving her his stuff, and he uh, ends up like, ah, bet's a bet. And he takes off his underwear because now he's naked. He's giving her every last thing he has. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, dude, you've, how long have you been living with this woman? You know she's a professional cheater at gambling. I'm saying, and she is 100% cheating him. Yeah. She has like a, a, a electronic device that makes the dice flip however she wants with this like bracelet that's on her ankle. Spike calls her out for it. And, he's like, and she's like, eh, I'm not going to give him. Like, she's like, at least give him back his clothes. And she's like, he can rent them from me or whatever. And it's like. Look, I, I get that you're like a professional cheater, but this is supposed to be your crew. You're <laughs> yeah. taking him for his all, even his clothes. Like if you if you beat him for like a gun, maybe or some food, whatever. Like, but everything he has, yeah, she's fucking annoying, and she continues to be really annoying. Uh, so basically, he goes and he gets bit by something, right? Some weird creature. He doesn't. Nobody sees what it is, and the, she's like, "Oh, it's a rat." The gambling thing, I want to say, speaks to like her whole character and his because he's really stubborn and hard-headed and maybe he would not be paying enough attention to realize that he's living with a fucking professional you know cheat cheat yeah uh but yeah so he goes up into the attic and he gets bit by something right he gets bit by something he doesn't know what it is it's some weird creature because he finds this refrigerator in the back of the dock he's like oh what's this weird fridge and that's where he gets bit the bite and once he gets bit 
uh, Faye is like, oh, it's just a rat. Grow up or whatever. He's like, it's not a rat. It's some weird fucking thing. I'm like, yeah, right. It's a rat. They show the bite. It's glowing purple. Yeah. Faye is like, eh, it's just a rat, right? <laughs> no, bitch. His neck is glowing. No one gives a fuck about him. Yeah. As soon as well, he says he got bit, right before they even see the glowing purple, though, he's like, I got bit by some weird thing. And they're all like, that's eh, a rat. Fuck off. No one cares. He gets bit. It's glowing purple. She still doesn't give a shit. Right. Until uh, she eventually gets bit. Basically, this thing is what that episode is one by one. The whole crew is getting knocked off, and then Spike has to go try to chase this thing. Down. Yeah, and it's also um, uh, structured in a really like overly structural way uh, with the the lesson thing. Yeah, there's a weird thing where like it, it, it's cut into four different little vignettes, kind of not even vignettes, just sections of the story, and it, each one of them starts the fucking screen. You know, lesson one, lesson or one, lesson two, and then it's like you on get the screen. someone doing a voiceover, right? Which is, I think, a Star Trek thing. I'm not really into Star Trek, but apparently, that's the, each episode would be like, oh, this guy having like a little diary, captain's log thing, right? Um, but it's the first time you get inside the heads of these people, and you get to kind of just hear them, uh, just you know, thinking to themselves or whatever, and kind of going on about the situation they're in where they're all broke. And it's actually, I think it is literally supposed to be like they're writing their journals or whatever because... Yeah, I thought like he's, you, he's writing his memoir. You like it's, see it like on a computer screen at one point when he's talking and they're all just pining on and on and on about the nature of being broke and survival and shit. And it starts, I think, with Jet and he's like, men live by iron codes like, of like, honor and all this <laughs> shit. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, I wrote Jet that down, bullshit. He says some horseshit about men live by an iron code of uh, women don't or some horseshit. Yeah. His creepy sexism is back to play. I'm trying to find the actual quotes here because then Faye has like some other, you know, ridiculous Faye thing. Um, God damn it. Uh, there's also an annoying thing where like and if Faye obviously nobody listens to fucking Spike when he gets bit or, or when, to Jet when he gets bit. Nobody listens to Ayn either. At one point, they have 100% determined that there is a weird creature on this ship that is poisoning, each, that poisoning the crew one by one and giving them these weird purple bites. Ayn is at one point barking at a pipe. <laughs> well, no, you know what happens is Ayn's barking at the pipe. And everyone's like, shut up, Ayn. No, Not, shut up. I, I didn't catch this the first time I watched it. Uh, there, there's a rat. They see a rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rat is there because the fucking alien was chasing the rat. Right, you see you it, see from, it the, from the alien's point of view in the pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got the screen turns red and it's chasing this rat around from the, the alien's like weird eyeball perspective or whatever. So they see the rat and they go, "Oh, I calm down. It's just a fucking rat." Oh, I didn't see the part where they saw the rat. Yeah, that's me. Sorry, sorry, writers. I apologize that I shit on you. It's called a session. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so th- okay. So then, what happens after that? Where, where are we at? Uh. Faye gets bit in the shower, and she's like, freaks out. She's like, oh, why me? I don't want to die. I'm better than this. I don't deserve it. I like her overdramatic. Very super overdramatic. But it's like a joke. Like, they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At one point, I wrote down, oh, man, if Ayn gets bit by this fucking, and immediately he's bit by the fucking alien as well. Uh, They can't find... Ed and Ayn go off to sort of hunt for this. Ed, Spike go off to hunt for the thing after it's taken everybody else out. They have these very reminiscent of alien, like, heat vision things where they can, like, they have a computer monitor that's showing, like, a radar screen. And yeah, like, yeah. Find the thing. And he suits up with, like, a, a well, fucking... Well, that happens after. Oh, right, right, okay. The first, they're just going, and then they, he finds Ayn's been bit. Ed's nowhere to be found. So then he's like, I got a suit up. He gets, like, a net gun and a flamethrower right, 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 yeah. and all this shit. Um... 
But so he goes to track the thing down, uh, has to run from it the first time because the net doesn't work. He, ga- I like this moment very much. He gasses the, uh, he get, he locks it in this chamber and throws like gas grenades in and locks it in this chamber. So yeah. he's like, oh fuck, okay, it's in there. It's gonna get killed by the gas. He fucking lights a, he gets a cigarette out. He doesn't have a lighter. He in the scuffle has dropped his cigarettes in the chamber with the thing. right, right, right. So he uses the fucking flamethrower yeah, to yeah. light his cigarette, which immediately just destroys the cigarette. It just disintegrates the cigarette. Yeah, it's all. So out. then he's like fucking. He's like, ah, oh, fuck it. He takes a deep breath and goes back into the gas <laughs> with the alien to get his cigarettes. <laughs> get his cigarettes, which I fucking <laughs> really like. That's definitely a spike move. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, uh, and at which point he is then chased back out by the fucking creature because the creature's not affected by the gas. Either right, right, right. Oh, I found, I found the, I found the quotes. Okay, yeah. Jet goes. Uh, Humans were meant to work and sweat to earn a living. Those that try to get rich quick or live at the expense of others all get divine retribution somewhere along the line. That's the lesson. Unfortunately, we qu- quickly forget the lessons that we've learned, and then we have to learn them all over again. That part about forget- forgetting the lessons is very true to this whole show. Right. Uh, the first part is a bunch of his old man bullshit, I think, uh, which is weird. Cause, well, I guess, I guess that is his perspective. Like he actually tries to work hard. Whereas he's got these uh, these sort of con artist weirdos living with him that he kind of resents, and then uh, Faye goes, "Survival of the fittest is the laws of nature. Yeah, yeah, we deceive or we are deceived. Thus, we flourish or perish. Nothing good ever happened to me when I trusted others. That is the lesson. That is totally her." Bible. Yeah, 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 for right. sure. Fuck before you get fucked. Uh, said her. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so it's, I, I really like this because it muses on like their whole personal philosophies right. while they're they're talking to themselves you know they're not like interacting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Ed has a lesson as Ed, well and it's like Ed's, just do fucking cartwheels and be a weirdo like, Ed's lesson you have these two serious like philosophical kind of uh, monologues and yeah. then Ed's Lesson number three, if you see a stranger, follow him. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. But that's perfect because that's a fucking weirdo who doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking, there's also a moment where Spike says, and it, it's, uh, it annoyed me because it doesn't make any sense, but uh, Faye's like, so what happens to this thing when it bites you? Like, what happens to you when you get bit by this thing? It's like right after she's been bit, but right, it hasn't right, revealed right. that she's been bit. And he's like, I don't know. I'll ha- I, w- I was like, I-, I guess it poisons you. I won't know for sure until I catch it and run some tests. Oh, you're you're a scientist now, Spike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're just a cr- you were a hitman for the mob, and now you're a bounty hunter. Yeah. How exactly are you going to run some tests? Yeah, actually, I want to talk about Spike's weird science shit for a second because he's not, and it's obvious he's not because when he's going through that computer and trying to match up the the sample of DNA or whatever that apparently you have <laughs> in the future now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just gets lost, and he's like, maybe it's some kind of alien, and everyone's like making fun of him. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You know, yeah. that's what it is, or whatever. Right. Uh, also. When when Jet first gets bit, uh, he's like, uh, you know, oh, we don't have any medicine. Spike's like, well, I have my medicine. Yeah, he's got all these weird herbal medicines. It's like just, a lizard you boil down into a thing and drink or yeah, whatever. He just, he's like, I don't want to take that. Okay, well, I got this other thing. And he pulls out a scorpion. Yeah, yeah, like, ah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah, me yeah. the first one. Uh, <laughs> and then he makes it into this disgusting glass of just like putrid whatever. And he's sitting there trying to amp himself up to drink it. And they're just looking at him going like, that smells like rotten eggs. Actually, I think it t- smells more like fucked up bean sprouts. And like turpentine. turpentine yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and then he fucking downs it and immediately falls on the floor. Passes out. And, yeah. uh, but he's passing out because of the alien poison or whatever. Right. I thought that was really fucking funny. Agreed. 
Uh, I just uh, think it's funny that Spike is just. We just learned that he's a witch doctor, apparently. He's all, yeah, he's also. Which that actually makes more sense than him thinking he's a scientist. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he does, like, he goes to that weird Indian mystic. Like, that shit, he, he kind of travels in those circles, if right, you will. So, right. to him, to me, that makes more sense with his character than the idea that he's going to get a fucking lab coat out and start <laughs> dissecting this thing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like the halfway point, maybe two-third mark of the episode. The rest of it, Spike's by himself. Yeah. So there's no real interaction. It's just him trying to kill this alien by himself. He doesn't right. really have anybody to talk to, so there's not a lot of dialogue. Uh, Ed, Ed went off up into the ship. She was wearing the glasses, those weird uh, bebop fucking Computer glasses. John Lennon glasses that yeah. uh, he uses for shit. And she drops them. He finds them, so he assumes that she's She's been gotten by the too. alien, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, he goes... Uh, Finally tracks the thing down, shoots it. He tries to blast it out into space, a la Alien. Uh-huh. Um, doesn't like it. It doesn't really work. Yeah. He gets bit by a. He gets bit by the thing as well. Right. Uh, we find out that this whole thing is because a year ago he bought a. He he spent money on a fucking like Ganymede sea lobster or some sort of sea lobster that he didn't want the other people to eat, so he put it in a fridge <laughs> in the yeah. back of the cargo hold forgot about it for a year and then he goes to open the thing up he's like i wonder what it's like now and it has made its own universe inside this fridge <laughs> yeah. there's this whole ecosystem in there yeah. that has now created this thing that's biting everybody yeah it turned into a crazy cronenbergy kind of like yeah parasite monster looking fungus thing. monster at one point thing. it looks like a butthole yeah. there's a point where it's like turned inside out on itself <laughs> a little hole it looks like a butthole that thing really freaked me out i don't know why i think it's because i get weirded out by like moldy food really bad like it makes me jump if i catch it in my fridge but that mm-hmm. part like actually kind of got me a little Bit. It's like, oh no, worst nightmare, you know. And that's exa- and that's the whole point of like so that so he then shoots the the refrigerator and tries to shoot that thing back out in the space. He yeah. doesn't. He's not able to. He knows he's going to pass out, so he pre-programs the ship to uh, land on Mars, right? Uh, via Route sixty six, by the way. Yeah, he says you. It says like you are now cruising on Route sixty six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. he gets his kicks. Uh, uh, yeah, he passes out from the bite. At which point, Fantasia happens? Uh, it's, I think it's supposed to be 2001 at Space Odyssey. Okay. Because they have that, I think, uh, not at me, I think the same song, but if not, it's like other Tchaikovsky yeah, style yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 While space shit is happening. So, like, they're floating around in space. The, the, the fridge is floating out into space. Shoot, like, with the door open, kind of, like, spraying spores that are glittering from this whatever's glowing in the fridge out. Everybody's yeah. passed out. He's... They're all ostensibly dying from this alien poison. We have no reason to believe they're not. Yeah. Except for the fact that Spike has been eating whatever the fuck this thing is. No, not Spike. Ed just eats it. Oh, yeah. The thing just uh, crawls It crawls up. towards Ed. Ed picks it up, and he's like, she's like, more pudding, and just eats it. Just fucking. And then, and then she's like, oh, I can't eat anymore, which she had said earlier in the episode. Right, right. Which I thought she said as like a weird Ed thing of... Like, pretending to eat. Like, she's pretending to be full to make herself full in the beginning of the episode. She's like, oh, I couldn't possibly eat another bite. She's, like, kind of dreaming. No, it turns out she just eats garbage. She's just been eating this fucking garbage (laughs) the whole episode that that essentially got everybody killed. Right. Uh, The fridge. To the point where the credit, the opening. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just before we get to the end, uh, if you rewatch this, the fridge appears throughout the episode. They see it a few times. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. Oh, refrigerator. Nah, there's nothing over there. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, I wonder what's in that. And then they never look. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it ends with the fucking thing floating out in space and Spike being like, and if the moral of the story is, 
Don't leave don't leave shit in your fridge for a year. <laughs> like literally, that's it. Yeah, it's literally the moral. Although he always tends to miss the point. I think the the, the real lesson is, you know, he the reason that fucking happened is because he was trying to hide that shit Diff- from his friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then the end of the the so the credits roll and then we get the coming attractions and the coming attraction is like Ed going there's no more Bebop that was the last episode everybody died <laughs> right. the new show is the Ed show Ed's the star yeah, and like yeah. whatever and then fucking Spike's like hey knock it off there's a show there's still a show like <laughs> it's a very weirdly meta moment yeah uh, I think it's, it's just either that they didn't die or that sh- that episode is just the rules sort don't of apply. don't apply yeah, it's I like think, ha- I think that episode is just sort of non-canonical I think it doesn't yeah, yeah. factor in but it's, I do think they die at the end of that episode no, I think so which I like it's kind of like the Halloween episodes of the simpsons where it's like okay from one episode we're gonna take all the rules away yeah 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 and just let them do whatever the fuck they want kill them you know it doesn't fucking matter kill the whole fucking cast or whatever except for ed i guess who now lives there alone um yeah so i don't know i fucking i just love that episode i enjoy it very much it's like it it hits like i said it's it's very much just a little sort of spooky sci-fi movie. Yeah. Uh, I got very upset when I got bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very, I like... Very upset. I don't know why I thought it was, like, funny, like, when they had them all laid out. Like, I thought it was funny that, like, the line was on a little couch. Yeah, yeah. Like, because, like, <laughs> Jet's on, like, this big couch phase. Like, all the couches are sort of sized to fit the body. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm just kind of on this tiny little couch yeah. that I don't know who else would ever be using. It's just funny when things are animal-sized, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was good. Episode... Uh, 12 we're up to episode 12 which is the start of a two-parter Jupiter Jazz sorry session 12 <laughs> Jupiter get Jazz right. get it right uh, uh, it's the it's the first part of a two-parter yeah so we just got past probably my favorite episode this might be my least favorite I'm starting to get it really yeah I've just I'm, I'm, it's weird. I kind of like this episode because we're getting more it's it's more backstory it's more vicious is back yeah we're learning like it, we think we're gonna meet Julia we'll get into it uh, but yeah it's 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 a continuation of the previous storyline yeah I don't know why the the main storyline's been the hardest thing for me to like about this show because I just like I like the last episode which is the complete opposite of the main storyline yeah 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 it's, it's just it's, its own weird standalone thing and it's not even real you know right so um, I'm starting to, I, I'm starting to get into it more and I do like some of the stuff that's going on here I don't think there are any references to anything in this I think this is like a just purely this story is what it is kind of thing if anybody catches any shit tweet at me or whatever but um yeah uh this is a two-part like actual cowboy bebop story it's a fucking bummer there's a saxophone playing the whole time and yeah shit. yeah yeah i think it, it they there's literally a shot that is straight up john woo actually i did catch this reference oh, really? where like they go to the jazz club and he's sitting at that jazz club and there's a guy playing the saxophone uh-huh. that's flat up fucking um I don't think it's the killer. It's either the killer or hard boiled. We're fucking okay. Uh, that that is one hundred percent. That makes sense. That. It's very uh, like uh, second season of True Detective kind of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is it, there's the Indian mystic dude opens uh, the episode. Right. He's back, laughing bull, and he's talking to his son, little right. mini laughing bull, and he's saying, "Oh, there's a shooting star. The shooting star means that uh." Warrior is falling, falling or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, a warrior will fall or whatever. Yeah, which I don't know. We'll get to it. I'm not. I'm not sure if it gets really like explained. Doesn't so much. Not in the first part. There is a second part of this. Yeah. So maybe in the next episode. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, this. So then after that, there's a. After that, we meet. Vi- we see the vicious is back. There's a scene where well, vicious is talking to some sort of like. The reason they get to the planet though is that uh, 
they they catch uh, just a like a, a like a, a random radio bounty. a radio signal that's oh, like uh, code named Julia. Yeah, 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 which yeah. Which is his forlorn ex or whatever. Right, and he fucking freaks out. Yeah, he has to go down to the planet and look for it. Well, yeah. also, it's part the other side of that is that Faye has taken off. Oh right, she stole. She yeah. stole all the money and the fucking. She stole Spike, it. Spike wakes up and is super hot on the ship, and it's right. because she stole the coolant and the money and took off. <laughs> she says like, "Don't chase after me. It's going to be too hard or whatever." But she yeah. just stole everything and left. Right. Um, although partially, I think that is Faye wanting them to chase her because if she had just left. That would have been it. They wouldn't have chased her. It would have been the end of that. But yeah. she knows if she takes their money, they're coming after her. Yeah, totally. She also knows that, like, uh, you know, if she pulls moves like that, she, she kind of secures her way to get back into the team when right, she needs right, to right. and shit. Because uh, otherwise, they would, they, they, would, they would ditch that woman. Like, they like her and shit. See, but I don't think, I don't think Spike likes her at all, honestly. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of terrible. Yeah. Uh, she steals all their money. So, they, so Jet wants to go to the planet to go after Faye. Spike's going to the planet to go after Julia, uh-huh. and that causes a big rift between Jet and Spike. Right. Uh, to the point where, like, Spike's like, fuck it, if you're, or Jet's like, if you're leaving, don't come back. And he says something about, like, oh, whatever, you can stay with your roommates, I don't care. And they have, like, this big fight. Yeah. Um, which was, like, again showing Jet's emotional bitchiness, where, oh, like, yeah. he gets his feelings hurt, and he's like, fine, I don't even like you in the first place. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's fucking really goofy. Yeah, it's like, dude, you let him go. He's got, you know, he's got a fucking reason to do this shit. Uh, and, and I was mad at him at first, because I was like, here's more of his goofy sexism, where he's like, uh, oh, Faye can't. Faye's like, this is a rough uh, area. This planet's rough. We shouldn't let a woman go by herself. Uh, even though she has proven to be very capable of handling herself in violence, like she can shoot like it's nobody's business. Yeah. She's like itching for a fight, uh, so she can handle. It, but but Jet's still very much like ah, somebody needs to look after her. Right. But there is a bit of that with this particular planet right. because we I find out the planet has no women on it at all, <laughs> which would make you the most fucking targeted thing on the planet. Right. Right. And I don't know if he knew that or if he was just being sexist. If they were lucky Jet, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like none of them knew that, which is interesting. I guess they just never hang out on this planet. But yeah, it doesn't they really explain what's going on with this planet. How do you have a planet that of doesn't... no women? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, There's a bunch of prostitutes who are all men. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So like, he's going around trying to find Julia. Someone sends him to a hooker named Julia, but it turns out the hooker's named Julius. Yeah, my name is uh, Julius. My name is yeah. Julius. Uh, there's a, the voices of those fucking <laughs> prostitutes are hilarious. One of them literally goes, oh gosh, a, a woman. Like, the most ridiculous voices. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, you know, back, th- this episode's got a lot going on with, uh, like, what you were talking about earlier, that, that scene with those two gay guys, like, treated yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you've got these prostitutes here, transvestites, um, which is, I mean, one of them's just got a fucking five o'clock shadow. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're rough looking. It's, like, kind of, uh, I don't know, it walks a line between, you know. Uh, we'll hold off on the final reveal until sure. we get to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but Faye, so they're all on the planet doing separate things. Faye is kind of just getting drunk in a bar somewhere <laughs> yeah, because yeah. she wants to fight somebody. She's bummed out listening to a guy play saxophone. Yeah, she's watching bar. this guy named 
Grew or Gren. Gren? Gren. Gren, yeah. Uh, play saxophone. Cause, and Julia, eventually Spike's getting sent that direction too because Julia says like, oh, I've, I've seen Gren with women, but right. that's about it. Right. Um, Spike... Uh, is looking for, like, find some guys. Like, do you know who this Gren guy is? I'm trying to find Gren. They, a, a group of guys follow him into an alley, which he is now back. Like, you think he's, like, it looks like he's running away, but really he's just getting them cornered because Spike's going to beat the shit out of all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, 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 they mistake him. They think he's vicious because they heard that vicious is going to be making an exchange with Gren for some... It might be that bloody eye vial. No, it's it something about red eyes. It is. Yeah, yeah. They're doing a red eye deal. Right. Uh, and fucking Spike loses his shit. He's like, You think I'm vicious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking punching the wall. And then he beats the shit out of them all. Holy a, shit, does he beat the shit out of them? Wearing, that sequence was awesome. And he's wearing a pink George Costanza jacket the whole time. Which is great. <laughs> he is wearing like a goose down. They, they all, this, is, this episode's funny to me because it's like they all have to go to this cold planet. So they all have to put on weird winter gear and shit. And there's a scene where Vicious is getting ready to go to the planet and he's talking to his weird three little goblin elder things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you should wear a coat. And he's like... Oh, the line. Oh, fuck, the line is so terrible. Yeah. I have it written down. He's like, I don't mind the cold. And the guy's like... The guy says, your heart is colder than any planet. Colder than a snake when it's ready to strike. Yeah, but then he goes, a snake cannot eat, eat a, a dragon. dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Those guys are like fucking... Uh, casting 101 Asian <laughs> bad guy like the voice yeah. the, the the fact that they look like little rat people uh, yeah. like that yeah. might be from like uh, some sort of kung fu it could be I don't recognize it but sure but uh, um, it's it would be weird if they just made that up so eventually Faye meets Gren at the place he's watching and says like he's like hey you should watch your back or whatever and he's like oh she's like are you hitting on me or something and he's like oh women aren't my he goes women aren't my Style, <laughs> yeah. like that's that, that pause. Yeah, and uh, she keeps trying to hit on this guy who's like clearly one hundred percent not interested. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like might as well just say he's gay. Yeah, um, and it's because he played the saxophone so well. So well, I that guess. doesn't happen in real life. Uh, she then goes outside and picks a fight with the same guys that fucking. Uh, Spike just beat up. Yeah, they're having a really bad. They're game. like, have like, they're like, uh, and he's, she's like, oh, like she's happy. She's been looking for a fight. Yeah, uh, she hits one of them once, and then fucking saxophone guy jumps in the way and like hits him with the saxophone. And it's like, get out of here! And I'm like, you fucked it up. She wanted this fight, yeah. I, and I wanted to see this fight. I like that Gren goes, uh, you know, he explains to her, "There's no women on this planet," and she's like, "Well, then I should be very popular." And he's like. No, you should fuck. You should be very you should, careful. You should run. Yeah, they're gonna rape you. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a planet with no women is essentially a planet full of rapists. Yeah, but she doesn't seem to give a shit, and she's like kind of like excited by the whole thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is you know that whole just like femme fatale thing that's going on with her. Sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, Jet, by the way, wanders into this bar, and it's this sequence kind oh, this of annoys is, me. I thought it was kind of funny. It's funny, but like, <laughs> so he wanders into this bar, and the bartender's like classic like got the like the the fucking like sleeve suspenders yeah, yeah, yeah. and the vest and the, the bow tie bartenders like washing the glass and he's like uh he said he's like oh there's no way you're a, b- a bounty hunter come on in yeah. uh not and then uh there's like some bad guys or whatever and he's like don't worry about it the guy passed out in the bar over there is a cop and just like oh okay i guess and the guy's like 
As a matter of fact, I'm on the run too. Yeah. Everybody here's got a bounty on their head, <laughs> yeah. but you're fine. There's no way you could possibly be a bounty hunter. Yeah. To a man who couldn't look more like a bounty hunter <laughs> right. if he had a t-shirt on and said bounty hunter yeah. written across yeah. it. Yeah. He's just a giant tough guy with a robot arm. I don't understand what else people <laughs> think he is. Yeah, I like that he's so bummed out that he's walked into a bunch of people that are like, hey, we're all secretly bounty heads. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. so over his job. Uh, yeah, he's, just, he's just like, bother not bother right now. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give a shit. Yeah. Uh, they so fucking. I was like, I was like, this bartender needs to just fucking shut his yak. <laughs> uh, they uh, so so. There's a scene where Faye is with Gren, and they're in the apart. Like Gren takes Faye back to his apartment. They have a little conversation, a little vodka. He offers her a shower. She doesn't want one. He's gonna go take a shower. Um, she finds out. All this is kind of happening simultaneously. Oh, yeah. Spike. I have a note about this. Okay, so Gren's in the shower, and uh, then Gren's answering machine goes off. Yeah. It's the future? He's yeah, yeah. Answering a flat-out answering machine. Yeah. They all have, like, video phones. Yeah, yeah. Fucking flat-out answering machine. And the, answer, the, the message is from Vicious. It's just like, hey, Vicious, just stop by. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, it's Vicious. <laughs> yeah. Just calling about that drug deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So meet us here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just super weird plot-wise, but I get why they did they it. They had to do it so that she would find out that he's working with Vicious. Yeah. Um, Spike has found out where this drug deal is happening as well from beating the shit out of those guys and just shows the fuck up like not doesn't try to sneak up on anybody just walks up like hey vicious like just fucking says it uh there's another guy there named lyle maybe like lynn or something something like that lynn i think yeah uh spike obviously knows him as well from the when he was like a kid he's like wow you like you're tall now yeah 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 Yeah. i mean lynn is obviously younger than vicious he was obviously below like at one point vicious says to to spike about lynn he doesn't answer to you anymore right right, so they were clearly like he was clearly an underling to them yeah back in his syndicate days so they get to that fight and then lynn jumps in front of vicious like yeah yeah like he's gonna like like you can't shoot through me and i was 100 percent expecting spike to just Oh, shoot yeah. through him. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he doesn't. He doesn't shoot. He's just like, Lin, get out of the way. He's like, get the, he keeps, he does not shoot through Lin, which I really thought he was going to. Yeah. And then, while this is happening, Faye busts into the shower where Lin is showering with a gun, her classic move. <laughs> yeah. Busts into a room <laughs> with, with a gun. With a gun. That's all she knows. And then we see that uh, Gren has tits. Yeah, uh, but also a dick. Yeah. Not a woman. Because not- Gren sees... Brent sees her boobs, because Faye sees her boobs, and she's like, a woman? And then her eyes go down, and she's like, which one are you? (laughs) Implying that she also, like, she's a trans... Transsexual, transgender. I don't, it's, it's weird, it, I don't know the right. I'm this, not. I'm not being a dick, listeners. I don't know the right term. Pre-op transsexual. I think right? is problematic. <laughs> uh, start. Get Cubas kicked off his own podcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hashtag no. cancel, canceled. <laughs> yeah. Cancel, canceled. That's a perfect hashtag. Pretty great, right? Um. So, uh, but no, actually, I mean, the thing is, like, it doesn't explain it because it could be a number of things. It, realistically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be someone who's had surgery, but there's also people that are born like that. Could be hermaphrodite, right? Yeah. For sure. It could be any number of things. And then, you know, Gren is this fucking weird and character. And it's kind of the only, it's the first time where, like, a sexuality or a gender issue has been treated like, like, 
a, a gag almost. Not a gag. It's a big reveal. It's like yeah. a secret in the episode that's revealed as a plot point. But but Faye's reaction is to like, I bug out. Like, what? Like, yeah, really yeah. fucking big sell. Yeah, and the line, which are you, is like, that's not exactly politically correct. Yeah, yeah, it's that's not That's probably great. what you, a person like that would say in that situation. You sure, know, and it's also 1998. Right, right. We yeah. have to remember, and not that, like, not that it was cool then, but it was... We have made a lot of pro- progress in those areas about how we address things and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That wasn't the case back then. Like, I'm sure at some point there was like chick with dick. Like, it must have been said. Right. Um. Um. Yeah. This. Uh. Somebody online connected this to the crying game, and obviously, sure. The way, but then also sure. there were like some name references to the crying game. That I makes, think. Okay. Um. That's uh, all I got for that. I mean, that's kind of where this episode ends with. So Spike and them have a short fight, but now they're they're kind of in the middle of a standoff. Yeah. She finds Ren is a is a tra- pre, I'm going to say pre-op transsexual. Uh, hashtag cancel canceled. Hashtag cancel canceled. Uh, Jet is I don't know. He's still at that bar. Yeah, they don't nothing's really, really nothing's really ha- like they don't explain where he is. Well, it's two part episode. He, I think he realizes he sees a bounty up. In that in that bar because there's whatever right, right, got yeah. to God don't worry about it he turns it off he's like you can't possibly be a bounty hunter don't worry about yeah, it yeah. he asks him to put on big shots he's like I don't give a shit uh, again here's a question with big shots that I didn't realize why does the black cowboy have a Mexican accent <laughs> okay I kind of have a similar question because I always read him as being like a like an Indian dude almost okay, okay. who has a Mexican accent which yeah, also yeah. doesn't make sense sure um, but this episode specific like you like that is a drawing of a black man like, uh, really because I, I thought about this so hard that after a while I was like maybe he just is a really dark Mexican dude could be yeah uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, their names are Punch and Judy. Which yeah, yeah, are which are those old puppets. Old puppets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The classic puppet show. Um, yeah, I have no... I don't know what the hell's up with that guy. Uh, yeah, that show was just... That That show is just weird. I uh, I like this episode very much. Honestly, I think you like... I like it more than you. Yeah, probably. I think I'm more drawn into the overarching story than I am the one-offs as a rule. Sure. Uh, and that's what I think I'm more excited about. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I'm starting to get really into it. Uh, the, thing, just, the thing that grabbed me about the show to begin with was all the like um, cinematography and like weird... Like directorial shit and sure. the, the references and stuff as yeah, yeah, like yeah. a concept, like just a making a gumbo out of a show, right? Because uh, that's like totally what Tarantino does, sure. 100%. And it's the same thing. Or when like you can just just like with Tarantino, you can watch this show without getting any of that, and it's a fine show. But it yeah, has yeah, yeah, level. Yeah. So I'm just coming at it from a different direction. But I'm actually starting to really get into the the main story too. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's where this episode ends, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Spike gets shot in the chest and he falls down right at the very end. Oh, I missed that. I he gets think, shot in the chest. I think so. That's it's, entirely possible. That's in I the, just I might have fucking. I was pretty. St- Another thing, by the way, when I watched these episodes, I got pretty stoned. You should. Uh, and it's way better. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very exciting. Yeah, um, um, it's in the notes here. It might be revealed maybe in the next episode. But, the, but he, regardless, he's getting shot. I think it. it I mean, that makes sense. That would be a cliffhanger moment cliffhanger. for this episode yeah. to end. And this is a part one, part two, so that would make sense. I just I, the last note I have is that she the, the which one are you line, but that might just be me. I was stoned and forgot to write. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Well, regardless, that gets the, shot in the chest by vicious. Um. By. <laughs> Uh, oh, Lynn. Lynn shoots him. Ah, uh, yeah. A little okay. twist. His little buddy. I'm into that. Shoots him in the chest. I'm into that. Uh, I'm actually. This is a. I'm. 
I'm the most excited to con- to get to the next episode. Really cool. Like I, I'm I'm that like I I've enjoyed watching them, but now I'm like, all right, I gotta watch the next. Like I'm I'm starting to get really hooked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this yeah, I'm right the show. right around this middle mark here is where the show for me like really cranks up. Yeah, yeah. Because they yeah. spent the whole thing like we finally have the whole cast together and shit. And uh, establishing this, like, universe or whatever. But then they get, like, in the last stretch, right before they get to, like, the end of the story, basically, there's a bunch of crazy concept episodes that I fucking love. Uh, Okay. And then some cool, cool backstory stuff or whatever. So I think, like, the last, like, run of the the show is, like... It's, like, really ramping up. It's perfect, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, at Feral Jokes... Uh, yeah. On the internet. On everything, it's Feral Jokes. It's an anagram for my name. Uh, also, uh, buy my album, Humors, with a U, like rumors. Uh, it's on Spotify and... Uh, iTunes and shit, right? iTunes, and it's on Stand Up Records. And read my column in the New York Observer. It's called Millennial Reviews. Uh, it's a joke. I mean, it's just satire or whatever. I'm right from the perspective of an idiot. Um, that's it. Uh, at Chris Cubis, uh, check chriscubis.com for tour dates. San Francisco, I'm coming to you in January as part of SS Sketch Fest. I'm excited to do that. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you like us, go to iTunes, give us a review, give us a rating. That would be pretty awesome. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week. Tattoo, Lucky Kuniwa,